Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, the Story Screen Presents podcast, where we watch new movies for the very first time and then bring our very first impressions to you, our dear, dear listeners. Hi, I'm Jack Kolodzewski, and I'm joined uh, virtually today by a couple of, uh, well, my co-host, Robert Anderson. Hey! How you doing, Robbie? I'm good. How are you? We're in the quarantine zone. We are in the quarantine zone. We're doing this remotely. Huzzah! (laughs) Huzzah. Cheers to that. Hello. Thank you. Huzzah. We are also joined by my dearest brother, Jeremy Kolodzewski. What's up? How you doing, Jeremy? I'm doing all right. Thank you. Yeah? How's the quarantine life treating you? It's treating me okay. Just like trying to keep busy. Uh, Yeah. I'm happy and uh, and healthy and uh, just like trying to... Take things day by day. Now I'm washing my hands, you know, for the for the washing first time in a while. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You're just getting so you're just getting into washing your I'm hands. I'm just now. I'm just getting into washing my hands and you know what? It's not it's not so bad. It's a thing so you're as, supposed as, to do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean there's a there's like a lot there's like a whole scene subreddit kind of thing. Like so right. is there any like specific techniques or products you're uh you're using? You know, as kind of um, like a like a starter kit or something like that? Well, the biggest thing is that is it's a time thing and yes I, time I'm, is of the essence for sure yeah and i was i was told that you're supposed to um wash your hands like between like was it 20 to to 40 seconds and uh, uh, you know i think, I think it, 20 results, seconds generally yeah results vary i i i you know some listen it's a deep dark well you know, especially once you start to get to Reddit sub pages and stuff like that. But I've seen, you know, washers is what they call them, or handies, if you will. Um, they go up to like two minutes, three minutes for you know wow. some of the long time, long time uh, connoisseurs, if you will. Disgusting. Yeah. 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 But you know, you got to start somewhere. So I think twenty seconds. You got to start. You got to start somewhere. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I've anyway. Also, um... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> you know what? You know, yeah, yeah, I mean, Jeremy. We just jumped into the hand washing podcast. It's gonna be. It's hot. If you want to, you know, after the break, we can break into like toilet paper, um, toilet paper alternatives. I was actually gonna break into toilet paper, right but I don't. I don't want to. I don't want people to shut off this podcast like immediately. So let's talk about it. I think, every, I think yeah. everyone is sick of talking about toilet paper and hand washing at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably there's there's probably been uh, you know. A fair amount of discourse in that regard. We're not here to talk about that stuff. Although, you know, it can be fun. We are here to talk about movies. Yay. And we all just saw a movie. Well, not maybe not just saw a movie. Uh, our remote lifestyle now is giving us a little bit more time flexibility. But I, I guarantee you, listener, takes are still going to be hot. Okay? So, uh, what movie did we watch, boys? VF. VFW. The old VFW. The old VFW. Yeah. The old VF- VFW. The old VFW. Uh, tell me about VFW, uh, boys. What what is that movie? What's it about? Who who directed it? What's who's in I'll, it? I'll what, take what a, happens? I'll take I'll take a shot. Take a stab. So VFW is a movie from a man called Joe Begos. Joe Begos is kind of uh of like he's hot on the scene of like the indie horror crowd. This is his fourth movie. He he uh, made a movie last year called Bliss, which got a lot of like uh, festival hype. And he's have made, you like, seen f- Bliss, Jeremy? I've not seen Bliss. Not myself. not yet, but like everyone who um, 
you know all my trusted circles of people that uh, are into like indie horror has those in the know fellow fellow handies the fellow handies Um, but this is actually the the first uh, Joe Bagos movie that I've watched Um, and this is a movie it's very much uh, based in this like big trend of uh, 80s throwback horror Mm-hmm. Uh, if you guys, um, if if you're a local Beaconite and you attended screenings of It Chapter Two, you may have saw you may I did have saw indeed. Ra- Ravi and I discuss this whole phenomenon. Ah, uh, yes, uh, this is true. And uh, this is another one of those. And this one is uh, borrows pretty heavily from the likes of like early John Carpenter and movies like The Warriors. In that it's a uh, it's an old school style siege film where you have this uh, group of old geezers played by a lot of, and they're all veterans of both in, 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 in the film, they're veterans of the Vietnam war. And they're all like veteran character actors. You know, you got, you got uh, Stephen Lang, yeah, Stephen Lang in there. Mm-hmm. He's very underutilized talent in my known, opinion, known for his, uh, his breakout role in uh, avatar. Yeah. Yes, he's been around for a while, but like I think most people know him from, well, from Avatar. I think most recently the thing that I saw him in was, um, oh god, what is it called? Don't the breathe. Turkey, the turkey baster movie. Yeah. Don't, Don't breathe. breathe. Yeah, that's the one. The turkey baster movie. Oh my god. <laughs> that's the thing I remember about it. Yes, yeah, very memorable. But yeah, he 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 plays the lead, and you also got others like uh, William Sadler. Who people may know from like the Shawshank Redemption. Oh, right, um, right. Yep. And you got uh, David Patrick Kelly, who people may know as um, uh, Ben Horn's brother from Twin Peaks. Jerry, good old Jerry Horn. Jerry yes, Horn. I did recognize he all, him. He was also the bad guy in The Warriors who goes like, Warriors, come oh, right. out to play. I, I, I um, you know, mild, mild spoiler. I like that Jerry Horn has, uh, has continued his character actor through line in uh, being very into the ganja. Yes. <laughs> you also got others like Martin Cove, who's like, he was, he was the bad guy from the karate kid. And you got uh, Fred Williamson, who was in like from dusk till dawn. And like, he's like a black exploitation legend. And so you got all these, you got all these like big character actors and you got them in this old school setting where they're pitted in their they they're trapped inside their VFW uh, bar, and they're pitted up against these mutant punks. The hype, the hypers, the hypers, yeah. Is what yeah. they call them, and they I, I got it. They said they said mutant in the description. I I don't know if I guess mutant. They're I mean they're they're fucked out of their minds, but I don't know yeah. if they were mutated per se. But go on. But but yeah, that's that's just like a just like like an like an advertisement way of describing it, I guess. But yeah, they're they gotta survive this night where these uh, these junkies these yeah these junkies are trying to get in because uh, you know some some girl has stowed away in the bar with a whole bunch of whole bunch of the stuff the stuff and the hype the hype is just fancy uh, drugs. Um, He's like makes you all crazy, you know. It's like it's that's one of the tropes it borrows from, from those like eighties science fiction, like punk horror mm-hmm. uh, exploitation films. Is that you know there's 
takes all the it takes all these like crazy people and they're just they're just they're trying to get in and it's one big bloody mess. Yeah. Yeah. So let's hear from Robbie. Robbie, what'd you think of uh, of VFW? What's your hottest take? Uh, I really liked it. I thought it was, um, you know, it, it felt to me kind of in line with uh, some other movies as of late, kind of like similar to Mandy or um, I feel like there's another uh, or like even like maybe like Hobo with a Shotgun and to a definitely got extent. Hobo with a a hobo with a shotgun vibes. Yeah, it would, make a, sure. it, it would make a good like midnight double feature. Oh, oh definitely. hell yeah! But uh, yeah. yeah, no, I really, I really dug pretty much like everything about it. Um, you know, I liked how much like fun it was. I as I was watching it, I almost like you know, I don't think it's a movie that's meant to be intellectualized too much. I think it's kind of definitely primarily not. trying to have fun. But as I was watching it, I almost wondered like, are we almost going to get to a saturation point of like this type of like eighties nostalgia movie? Um, yeah. but you know, they happen like really once to twice a year max and, uh, they're always really good. And, you know, I just really, it's always nice to see kind of like a low budget movie like this. That's very much trying to be a nostalgic genre film. And, and I think it yeah. aces those elements. I think it looks great. Uh, I love the score. I'm a sucker for any synth wave 80s style music though. So yeah, I, I like how they went, they went back, back and forth between the kind of like synthy sort of 80s vibe. And then like when you're in kind of the junky base it's all just like kind of sludgy metal which yeah. is pretty cool it's similar um, to mandy uh in that way without maybe yeah. the flair of like johan johansson kind of being at the helm of it sure sure but i think i i definitely um i also like this movie i thought it was a lot of fun um i think that that kind of 80s particular style is very hot right now for sure yeah um and you you've even got similar like color palettes and stuff like that to mandy like the the bar that they're in it has this very like kind of deeply saturated kind of purple and blues and like darker hues and stuff and there's a lot of like well, I'm not sure if this was just my stream of the movie because the internet is starting to slow down or if it's this is the the movie itself but there's a good like there's a a truly truly like grainy kind of aspect there's of it. it's grainy it's grainy I almost yeah. wish that it was like five percent less grainy <laughs> it's it's trying it's to emulate. It's trying to emulate the look of like sixteen millimeter film. Yeah. Sure. I don't think this movie was actually shot on sixteen millimeter film. I think it was shot digitally and was just turned into that in post. But I could look that up later. I like and, the grain, uh, but just watching I, yeah, it during it the day is uh, was a little bit hard to do. I had to lower all my yeah. blinds and turn off all my lights, but that's fun. You gotta do that with oh, darker yeah. movies. I waited yeah. till last night to watch this. I, yeah, and, uh, it was the right time to do it. I think there can be a saturation point with these like '80s throwback, like style films, and it. But it could. I feel like I could get to that point when there's when like the genuineness of them like start to start to tip. But thankfully, with VFW, you can tell that there's a lot of like genuine love and and uh, reverence for that time period. And like Joe Bagos was like, you know, he. Uh, he was like a protege of the recently passed Stuart Gordon. Like oh, he, right. He, he worked under under Stuart Gordon for a, for a long time, so he has like a very close connection with uh, with filmmakers from that era and like films of that type. So he, this feels like like a genuine tribute to those films because you know not only does it like emulate the look and it has like the cast of those old types of films, it has like the like the kind of pace and yeah, like the kind of definitely. rhythm of those old films like sort of the attitude it, too 
Yeah, you see it in the beginning of like how the film um establishes its characters and then it like hard cuts to like credit sequences. Yeah. Like that's not really something you see anymore but it was definitely something you you saw on like the warriors sure yeah. and there, so, there it is an extended credit sequence yeah <laughs> they're going it's practically late title card by the end by the time they get to the director uh, yeah i was surprised for i was sure. just like aren't we like a half hour into the movie and they're like directed yeah. by it. i was like all right <laughs> okay thanks for the reminder well, Joe. That, well, that's, just, that's just that's just something that a lot of films at the time did yeah yeah, yeah. just like really long ass like extended i like uh, i like the credits at the beginning i think it, it helps set the the mood for movies i mean tarantino's done it forever like almost all of his movies have like beginning credits that are like Definitely. he doesn't usually do it intercutted with the scenes happening he kind of has like a credit sequence in the beginning um right. but I, I like the i like the intercutted splicing of it i think it works um i think it's yeah. i think it established the tone for the flick very well I think when you're trying to emulate something like an 80s vibe like that, it's the the trick is to get it cohesive. And I think this movie really nails that aesthetic uh, across yeah. the board. Like there is a cohesiveness to it. Um, it's it's sort of like um, it's got that like almost post-apocalyptic feel, but not quite. It's like more yeah. so society on a downturn. Yeah. Um, which is does, in, interesting to consider right now, but uh, like seeing how it's like not quite like they're still able to go out and like drive down the street, and they're like more so older guys looking at the neighborhood, being like, "Oh, it used to be nice here," and like look at look at what's happening. Yeah. So. Yeah, and it does the smart thing is that it doesn't really, it doesn't take place in the eighties. It's still set right. in modern times. It just borrows the aesthetic, even if the characters are still. I think that's kind of that's an interesting like thematic kind of consideration to have around this movie, even though it's not like, you know, it's not a thinky, but um, you know that idea of like being stuck in that kind of glory era, like bringing all these like classic character actors doing a movie that's that's you know made in modern time and and essentially set in modern time, but like also portraying a vfw where you have like elderly veterans kind of like sort of you know still very much stuck in their ways and uh i think it's interesting and it, it does ride a line of like these are clearly old men and like they're talking like old men and saying things like i'm not saying it's like you know it, it rides the line between them not saying anything offensive but still saying the kind of stuff the kind of shit that like old men say you know what i mean yeah yeah it's th- this movie is kind of like what I was hoping the Expendables could have been. <laughs> yeah, back for then, sure. like yeah. like the Expendables, they had all those like classic uh, action movie heroes, but that movie didn't really feel like it didn't feel like an old school kind of action. Well, because that movie's like film. propaganda for its characters. Right? I don't think this movie's right. really putting anyone yeah. on a pedestal. Like this movie's it seems a lot like, more earnest. No. Yeah, like the characters are flawed. They are meant to be root for. Like you're meant to root for them because you don't necessarily want them to die, but they don't give you a clear. I guess because they're like they, you can tell they're good people and they you know fought yeah. for the country in some aspect and they may and clearly even though they've made some level of of like sacrifice in in that way, uh, they clearly are not doing so hot themselves, you know. So I think the movie kind of portrays them in an interesting way where you know their fights and their sacrifices haven't really put them in a great place and a lot of them are Vietnam vets which is like a war that we you know lost and you know they kind of are products of that time and in that war and those things and I think that's 
that's an interesting backdrop to to put these characters in. It doesn't necessarily, I think, fuel too much of the movie thematically, uh, unless there are other things maybe you guys were able to pull from it that I wasn't. But. Well, it's it um, it feels like these these are men who are like out of their out of like out of their own time, and they're trying to find their place in the modern world yeah so you have this like old school aesthetic that you know that they were from and they're like trying to like they're trying to fight for that in a way thematically yeah and i think you know the the evidence towards that is that the the people that they're fighting are much younger yeah it's it's representative too in the way that they're defending like a vf like a veterans hall you know, yeah. it's it's pretty on the nose there, but like you know, it is for sure. in a way the encroaching youth uh, coming into the veterans hall and kind of like they're they're still stuck in their their ways and are defending that from what they see to be like junky scum. Yeah, yeah. The the com- the camaraderie between all the actors and having them all bounce off of each other yeah. makes it makes it a lot more compelling and like makes them all like likable and, and that's really effectively the point of the movie is to, is to have all yeah. these like actor like that's like the movie is very meta contextual in that way where it's like you really are trying to see these actors interact with each other in fun ways like you want to see william sadler with the chainsaw smoke machine taking down junkies like that's that's what that's what you're signing up for more than anything when you get here you know and that's mm-hmm. what you get that's that's yeah that's yeah what you see is what you get mm-hmm. yeah but i also think it's it's worth you know there it is i think it really works well as like a just a fun expo- exploitation 80s style action movie yeah. um especially as like what like you said one of those like siege movies which mm-hmm. i think is always fun you know setting everything in one place and kind of just letting your characters drive the main you know focus of the of the movie is always uh, can be a really fun thing to go off of, but I think there is a, a genuine heart to it that makes kind of would elevate it over just like, oh yeah, this is a fun like dumb kind of action movie. There's like, it's enjoyable in other aspects too. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think my only like kind of criticism uh, at the moment that I have against it is that I like the the vibe and aesthetic of the VFW bar, but I kind of wish the bar itself was like a little bit more of an actual character. Um, okay. I wish there was yeah. maybe some more like environmental storytelling in that place to give it maybe a stronger sense of place. Um, sure. That there's would, like pictures and stuff, but that's kind of really all that you're getting, you know? It's pretty interesting that it's like, it's a veterans hall, but it's also like a bar ass bar. Like I, I know that there are yeah. veterans halls that have bars in them, but they're operating it like it's a, like a regular bar. Nah, there's some, I've been to a few VS, VFWs. Uh, like my grandpa was a regular at one and I, I remember going there and they had like, a full they had a huge bar they had pool they had all kinds of stuff so there are some vfws that like operate to the public that way i think there's a vfw in beacon that's you know oh, that, yeah. that has a bar I and mean, shit they've got that small bar in the back but yeah it's like it that looked like it it looked almost i think that's kind of what i'm getting at is it almost aesthetically looked more like a dive bar than a veterans yeah, hall sure yeah. no yeah I, I buy that and i think that's like and, and yeah, that's fine. that's fine. I, I like fine. that aesthetic too. Yeah, I like the aesthetic of it is cool, but I do wish there was a stronger sense of place in yeah. there. I get that, but, but that's that's a minor. That's just something I want a little bit more of because I do think it's almost there. You know, it's close. I, I will say is a minor car- uh, criticism, but also just kind of 
a, just a funny aspect of the, uh, you know, the thematic elements of this movie as well is I think all the older actors like acted circles around the young actors in this movie. Oh, like, yeah. I do not think that the um, what was the the lead bad guy's name? He's Boz. the best. He's the best one, but he's not great. I don't think he's good at all. Well, he's he, he's, he's, he's like better than very... he's so much better than Katana Lady. Well, or the like teenage girl, like she was, yeah, fine. or the uh, or the younger soldier as well, yeah. I mean, I, the, he was okay. None They're of the, serviceable. The, uh, yeah. the hypers felt all that intimidating. Like, no, sure, they felt really. intimidating as, like, a group, as they're, like, you know, they're bum-rushing the bar, but them individually is, like, it's, like, yeah, fucking, you think Fred Williamson's gonna give a shit about yeah. <laughs> any of these little that's, punks? They don't I really have any character. Point. Yeah. I think that's kind of the point, is these old guys are, like, so. we're in fucking Vietnam. What are you, yeah. like, druggies gonna do to us? Well, Maybe also, it would have it would have served the film's, like, tension yeah. a little better. Yeah, if, I, I just, I, I wish the, the boss was, like, a little bit more interesting yeah yeah i mean i think it's it's hard because you don't want us to like sympathize too much with these like ways and ways of hypers getting murdered yeah exactly but i do think sympathize well i mean even to get to know them more i would have liked to know boz's like motivations like slightly more besides him being like i want my drug back but then in terms of like i think the genre and what they're going for with this flick it's it's much well it's much better suited to have him just be that way you know I guess I'm I'm thinking about the uh, the the twins from Hobo with a Shotgun. Oh, they're so good. Those guys were fucking relentless. That's because they're acting. They're were... so good. They're so yeah. good. Well, they have like, they maybe... have great dialogue and and they're they're. I feel like they just do. They did a lot with like not a ton of dialogue. You know, they yeah. just like acted the fuck out of it and made it really weird. And that kind of adds subtext to what they're doing. I think I think if VFW had just like a little bit of of that like some kind of more of like an intimidating yeah. presence it would have like set it above like you know it's it's greater pastures and like one one criticism i have is that sometimes during the action sequences the aesthetics of like like it's darkness can kind of get in the way sure a little yeah. a little bit it is, like, it is a little bit visually like tough to tell what's going on sometimes it yeah. can get a little bit muddy with the green and the darkness to tell like what's happening yeah, like it can it can get pretty uh, chaotic, and sometimes it can get in the way of some like pretty pretty awesome gore kills. Yeah, there's some good pr- gore. All done practic all done practically. And that's you know so, that's where the movie really shines. And and when it's not too dark and you do get to see it, it's it's great. You know the way yeah, they they do those things. I'm sure so when we get to spoilers, we'll talk of, about uh, favorite kills. <laughs> there's a lot of uh, you know continuing to bash heads until they become just putty yeah much. i watched drive fairly recently i'm just like oh yeah it's like what mm. it's like in drive when they do that <laughs> it's a little less it's a little more cartoony i think it's going for that like 80s practical effects yeah. where it's 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 if it's not like the drive level of like oh that looks a little more real than i'm comfortable no nah, it's more with. like um cell block uh yeah or brawl and cell which block they, 99 yeah which they're going for that producers as well with right Oh, I don't know. I think it was produced by the same some of the it had some of the and same you're producers. filling a bal- you're filling a balloon full of uh paste and fake blood. You're just having a pop and it's just great. stomping on it, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Into it. Yeah. Cool. Well stuff. do you guys have any more um spoiler free takes before we hop into some specifics? I'm, I'm ready to do spoilies, I think. I want to talk about who dies. 
All right, yeah, you sure can. <laughs> um, all right, cool. We're going to take a really quick break, and then we will be back with more on VFW. All right, Robbie. Hey. Who dies? Well, everybody... Uh, ex- except for um, oh, fuckload of hypers. Yeah, all, they all definitely fucking died. But the one guy who lives is uh, the, Fred the Paris. Fred, Fred, Fred lives. He's the one who makes it, and so does Liz. And um, Fred, Fred, Fred Paris. I don't think that's his name, is it? And, uh, it's it's Fred Paris. But Fred it's Williamson. Pete. No, Ste- Stephen Lang. His character oh. is is Fred. Right, and then there's Fred Williamson. He dies. He doesn't. Yeah, he does. The bl- the yeah, the, he the, dies. He does. They he there's a fake out and then he he actually dies. Yeah, yeah. Which is that's a good moment. I like that moment. He's like, "Who said I was dead? Who said I was dead?" And then he dies. And then he dies like because <laughs> they're they're saying like they're pouring their their drinks out or they're they're taking a shot for all the people who passed away. And he's just yeah. like, "Oh, and Abe also. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. Yeah, everyone dies. There's some uh, you know there's." Not a ton to spoil about the movie besides like pretty big moments, but there's some great kills. There's yeah, there's definitely some, movie. some 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 cool stuff in there that I would like yeah. to talk about. Yeah. What did you uh yeah, what were some favorite moments from you guys? I mean, I think right off the bat when uh uh, Lizard's sister jumps off that balcony and like hits the ground and the blood spatter just goes that everywhere. Shit's, that's that's when, like the best part of the movie. <laughs> that's when it's like, oh, okay, this is the sort of gore that this movie is gonna go for. Like this is the that it really like establishes like, oh, okay, this is this is the kind of exploit exploitation movie that we're uh, we're dealing with here. Yeah, and I could have used like ten or fifteen more minutes in that world, like in that like crazy movie theater that they've turned into like a drug den. Like, yeah. You know, just seeing how they like operate because you you get little bits of it and it looks cool and when and when lizards uh, running away, like all that shit is very cool. You know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that could have been a time where they give a little more time to Boz and his crew and make them right. a little bit more dramatic or uh, intimidating or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm, I'm the... glad that. Go ahead, Jeremy. I just loved all the little character moments that everyone got. I'm glad like every every yeah. one of those character actors got like got like a moment to shine. Definitely. Like with uh like Martin Cove's character like bringing out the uh the used car salesman bit and trying to that negotiate was good. Oh, yeah, that yeah, was with good. with Boz. I haven't seen Martin Cove act like that in years. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, I like I like that too. I mean, it's a good structure for this film to, you know, when you're when you're doing the the whole crew of characters is going to get kind of picked off one by one, like your your alien or your or your uh, uh, what, what am I thinking? A predator, almost like that kind of like story format. Like uh, just, you, you know, could have going fun back with to its influences, like assault sure. on precinct thirteen. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's that when you do it that way, you have a lot of opportunities to have like good final monologues and things like that, yeah. or final showdowns. I even really like the you know the kind of like set, the first half hour or so of this movie where it's just like these dudes hanging out in the VFW shooting the shit and like you know yeah. reminiscing and like I just like the kind of banter between them it feels very natural like you yeah. know just a bunch of old dudes just kind of chilling kicking it talking about going to a strip club or like 
talking about pussy hairs, which is what I was talking about. That, that. <laughs> like they, they clearly talk like old men. Like yeah. they don't give a shit. They're going to say whatever they're going to say. There's some nuance the there. Time, <laughs> they never say anything that's like, whoa, dude, you're canceled. Sorry. You can yeah. talk about pussy hairs without being canceled. Vegas had them like hang out for like a few days. Like they had a few days of like rehearsal before they started shooting. So I yeah. think that, that really contributed to that of them like getting to know like each I'm sure they've known each other for like, uh, they must, right? They must have like probably crossed over and worked I'd with imagine each other in so. some regards at some point, right? Yeah. So that that definitely came through with that. I think that these guys these guys have been acting for, for so long. Forever, just, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I think that that charm was what really like especially initially i was like okay like i'm i'm in it for this movie and i think like you know the action and the gore and stuff like was also fun and sort of visible but i think the thing that really i like the most about this movie is just the those character actors interacting with each other you can't have one without the other to for a movie like this yeah Yeah, you need to have both yeah it it, and it made the it it made the action matter yeah you gave it stakes you know yeah definitely you want this crew to like stay together you don't want them to like break apart or have one of them die because like that's that's definitely a thing that's on those characters minds is that like when am i gonna go i was i was bummed when jerry horn was the first one to get to get axed he got axed so quick and he has all the he has so many good weed jokes like i'm gonna it's it's medical That was my favorite line, where she's like this teenager with a bag full of fucking super drug, and he's taking a, a hit of a joint. She's like, it's bad, bad for you. For you. Like, Are you fucking kidding me? It's medical. Yeah, it's good. At least at least Jerry Horn got to stick around a little bit. Yeah, I mean, when he got axed, I was like, well, bye, Jerry, and then uh, he stuck around for quite a bit longer. Yeah, there's held that on. great little moment where he like takes a shot with his double barrel, and he has that little moment with... Uh, with Stephen that was good. Lang. Yeah. Yep. Yep, that was good. What is it what does he say? Like uh it's like you you missed you like missed a step or something like oh, that. Oh, he said I you forgot. just winged him. Yeah, mm. you just winged him. Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. I would watch a fucking prequel with all these guys like in, just hanging out. In, oh, like a like a Viet that. like a Vietnam era movie where sure. they're like actually doing age them all and uh... like what the hell is it? <laughs> I want to see what a Joe Bagos Vietnam movie looks like. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah, I'd watch when that. Are we, when are we going to get to the point where where we like make Vietnam movies like how they make World War II movies like like Inglorious Bastards? Uh, probably not going to be for uh, a... Well, probably, it's probably still not going to be for a long time. I don't think there's the same fanfare and, uh, and, around yeah. that. And, and, it's not, and it's not like I'm asking... For it, uh, World War Two like, gets glorified because the the narrative around it is that America came in, kicked everyone's asses, and won, which is not right. exactly how that went down. But that's kind of like the over. That's how the narrative goes in history class. Kind so, of less so Hollywood likes to. There, yeah. yeah, I'm not yeah. necessarily asking for for that in any way, but I'm just I'm wondering when is a filmmaker gonna like gonna take a crack at that. I feel like there might be already have been ones. Yeah. There's a lot of movies that are like Vietnam, like they feel like they're Vietnam-esque. Like even like sci-fi war movies where like the characters lose. Everyone's like, oh, that feels like a Vietnam movie, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah, sure. Or even like, you know, something like like Predator feels like it could be like a Vietnam movie because the Predator's using like guerrilla warfare and things like that. Like that has almost like, it invokes that, that kind of thing. Right. Right. No. 
Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, fun, practical gore. I think that's what that's what make this makes this movie feel more like authentic to the era it's trying to replicate. Is that it doesn't really if it uses CGI, it's un- completely unnoticeable. Like it, yeah. everything, everything looked like it was made in camera. And the lighting and the music, I think, really sell it as well. Well, sure, but there's but there's plenty of movies that have that lighting and that music, but still incorporate modern filmmaking techniques like yeah. CGI that can kind of take you out of it. I feel you a little bit, yeah. So it's it's nice to watch something that that seems like it could fit right in with like watching like an old canon movie. Yeah, this movie something. feels timeless in a lot of ways, which is cool. Like, there's a new Vietnam movie called The Last Full Measure. Mm. Uh, I've not heard anything last, about this movie. Have I have not heard anything about that, it. That, no. that name sounds familiar. I would Todd, not. Ro- Todd Robinson? No, Sebastian Stan, Christopher Plummer, William Hurt, and Ed Harris, and Samuel L. Jackson. Wow. Ed well, I know, I know those people. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard of them. I could see I could see Sebastian Stan in a in a uh, Vietnam movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That boy. Well, so, he's gonna be in every era of war. Cause was yeah. it? He was in. Is is Captain America? Is that World War One or World War Two? That was World War. That was II. two, right? Yeah. And then he well, was it's in. Like, it's like alt universe. World, World War Two, right? So but then he's not, in. He's in the modern they're not fighting war. Zo- they're not fighting Nazis. They're fighting Hydra. Oh right! Are there not Nazis in that movie? I actually never seen the first I Avenger. I, I don't think so. No. But Red Skull's like such a Nazi. Yeah, I he's mean, the it's most like, Nazi. They look like Nazis. They sound like Nazis. They walk like Nazis, but it's Hydra. They're not speaking German. <laughs> they're speaking Hydra, guys. Yeah, right? <laughs> right. The last full measure already came out. Actually. Yeah. Like, oh okay. I'm sure there are other Vietnam movies. You just. Yeah, but. When does when does Apocalypse Now takes place? When, what era is that? That's, that was that's Vietnam. Yeah, yeah. So, Vietnam well, you, so there you, there you fucking go. That's Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. That's like the Vietnam movie. Well, so yeah. we got we got two, that one and whatever the fuck Jack was talking about. Yeah, but that's, that's <laughs> the only not, two I'm Vietnam. The only two Vietnam movies. Uh, well, um, is is Tropic Thunder? That doesn't take place here in Vietnam, right? No, that they're takes making place a in, movie about. They're making a movie about Vietnam. Gotcha. But I guess that uh, I don't know because because all the other stuff is modern. I think. I guess that is that is a good example of like of like taking something like the Vietnam War and making it like kind of farcical. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of the point I was getting at. Yeah. Which is what the point he was getting at. Yo, what's the point you're getting at? Mm-hmm. That like is is like will we get to the point where we make more farcical films about Vietnam the way we the way that we have about uh, World War Two? But you know it is I, it is a very oh. different context. Yeah, but. yeah. I, I don't think anyone's gonna buy like a full glory movie about Vietnam. I don't oh, think no, you can make one without lying. Definitely not. So because no. this you know this this movie VFW is is pretty farcical and pretty like irreverent and it, and it does have that the vietnam war as like as like a backdrop and it's you know it's it 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 is pretty you know it has that's where its heart is at the end of the day like begos definitely has a uh you know empathy for 
for veterans and he, and he shows that and like mm-hmm. you know in the way like oh you guys can still be heroes yeah i think he also has an eye or an ear for like what camaraderie sounds like which you know if you have a group of friends or something like that you kind of know what that feels like and that's easy to translate into ensemble casts like this you know like the the what like dialogue camaraderie sounds like and feels like and emotes like you know and i think he i think he nails that in this movie 100 percent. they do they do all really feel like they've known each other for years and that's you know the strongest aspect in the movie And, and luckily they don't like just front load that they have that throughout the entire time yeah and i'm thinking about a movie i'm thinking about someone like from just till dawn which has I very... just saw someone say on look at the IMDb page, and this person said from dusk till dawn, geriatric version. <laughs> I mean, a lot good. of the act, a lot of the actors in From Dusk Till Dawn were pretty uh, old too, true. like Har- like Harvey Keitel and uh, and, hey, and Fred... Harvey Keitel is ageless. Now yeah, he's no he's been forty five for the past sixty years. Yeah, but they made him look older in yeah. in From Dusk Till Dawn. They gave him a big gray beard. These and, um, <laughs> these IMDb review headlines are great. A man's recipe, true grindhouse fun. Uh, hobo a with a recipe. Show hobo with a shotgun meets the Expendables. I mean, I guess not wrong. Yeah. It's not wrong. A hobo with a shotgun is also about an old man. One star, a waste of time. <laughs> no. so full of macho bullshit. Nice cast, but so 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 bad in everything. Mean. What's with the lighting in the entire movie? Just to it's understand so how some viewers could give it an 8 or a 9 or even a 7 rating. So unrealistic gore. I guess. <laughs> Can we just turn this podcast into what I always like to do? Where I He's just reading the... Rotten, I, no, I go on Rotten Tomatoes wow. and I find, like, like for movies, like one negative review on Rotten Tomatoes. I, like, go through that reviewer's kind of back catalog and I see what the that reviewer does like. Oh. You see how like much not fun they are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or and, like they uh, they run the Oh, sorry, Jeremy. What you were mentioning does actually like get to the get to the idea of recommending this movie is like this movie is very easily recommendable for people who are looking for this kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, we're we are the target audience for this movie. For sure. We for all sure. like shit like this, you know. Yeah. 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 We we like Gore fest, like drenched in neon, yeah, a synth and a synth wave. Yeah, but but I this movie might be a little bit difficult to recommend to people who like aren't quite as into that. I think you, you can know? watch the the two minute theatrical trailer. You probably watch half of the two minute theatrical trailer. You'll and know. know whether or not you're interested in this movie. Because yeah, you know, like Joe Bagos is definitely an acquired taste. You're definitely you're into Joe Bagos's kind of filmography, or you're or you're not. Because his other his other films like Bliss and and like The Mind's Eye are a lot like this, but are like different like tones and genres, but very similar aesthetic. Yeah. So I will say though, I think like as far as being able to recommend this to people, it is more even though it has similar aesthetic. Um, and so similar probably like sensibilities to it it's less inherently weird than something like mandy you know like sure. mandy has the same like a lot of similarities but it's also just fucking strange in a lot of mandy's ways. mandy's pivot is it being like psychological or uh psychedelic, psychedelic horror yeah yeah whereas this movie um i almost thought it, it was gonna go there briefly especially when you have like you know um 
the one character who like does the hype drug. I was just like, right. oh, do we get to see like what that his like gave me POV like sure, like yeah. trip? Yeah, but you don't, you don't really, he doesn't really do no. that, which I thought was kind of a missed opportunity. But I would I would watch a whole movie that's just from the point of view of Fred Williamson on being on the hype. <laughs> 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 that sounds like a great time because he already looks like he's on drugs with those like big fucking bulging eyes. Yeah, yeah, all the time. He's great. Yeah, they they fit in one uh, too old for this shit in that movie, which I was like, all right, of course. good. Mm-hmm. You have to have at least one. Don't overdo it I, though. They, I feel like if this if this movie had a bigger budget, they could have gotten like Danny Glover or even like Stallone or something. Yeah, they would. They would. I like this cast is so perfect though. Like uh, it's a great yeah. cast for yeah. sure. I have no complaints about about the cast at all. And I will say it's great. Go ahead, Jeremy. Sorry. It's it's great to say to see someone like William Sadler. Just like go full, just go full out. You know, it seems yeah. like this was a role that's like, that's that's just for him. You know, I will say also that I think um, part of what makes this kind of aesthetic work, like the kind of grainier, um, oversaturated kind of eighties vibe, like having budgetary restrictions, I think makes that whole aesthetic work better. Like if you're trying to do something like this with too high of a budget, it can come across as, you know, it just doesn't. Disingenuous. Yeah, it doesn't feel right. I totally agree. I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's like you know, it's it's a movie where you know the the budget has to be this like. Yeah, part of the quality you're looking for is a bit of unpolishedness. Um, Yeah, and like you can't. It's hard to fake that. You, it's you, you can really only achieve. I mean, you can, but it's a lot easier to achieve something like that, that kind of grit and texture by just having a lower budget and having to work yeah. with some of the constraints like that. One of the things I noticed, Jeremy, um, a lot of this movie seems like, and I think this is part of like what makes it kind of hard to see some of the time because it's so dark, but a lot of this movie is, a lot of the scenes feel like they're shot kind of far away from the like the subjects, the actors. And I was going to ask you, ask you as someone who's like, going through some film study right now is that like a budgetary choice or just a stylistic choice i think it's a, it's a stylistic choice because you know a lot of you know films from like the 70s and and 80s had like the cameras were like really big rigs right and so you you couldn't really get into you couldn't like have that kind of handheld sure. modern style of like getting like really into like a character's face and have it be like really shaky so that kind of uh and and also like the the steady cam was just like invented in the in like the late 70s early 80s so like a lot of you know, a lot of a lot of films at the time use that kind of like that kind of far away. You, you like having the space tell the story, yeah. Rather than just have like the camera get into the characters' faces to, to tell the story, you okay. know. Yeah. So yeah, like a lot of a lot of like slow pans, and you know, a lot of a lot of like uh, medium or or like uh, ensemble. <laughs> shots mm-hmm. yeah yeah and all that it definitely so, so it it gives it 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 sinks it further into into that like old style of of filmmaking because yeah yeah you don't see that a lot these days where you just have like not, there's there's certainly long takes Mm-hmm. in in films these days but i a lot of like long takes are just kind of like oh look at me like i'm doing a long take you don't you don't see a whole lot of of takes with the exception of like 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 Bong Joon-ho 
or something where you have a whole bunch of characters in one frame just like kind of talking to each other and it, it only it only it only cuts when it needs to right you know so so like shots can go on for like a minute and a half and everyone's just kind of like talking to each other right in in the frame and yeah that that yeah that does occur quite a bit in in the beginning mm-hmm. so yeah i definitely recommend if uh if if people watch this and have like more of a of a hankering for it um like want to see more definitely like go back and watch the films that that inspired joe bagos um like bagos is pretty open about like what inspired him and all that so you can just like go back and watch like the original you know assault on precinct 13 or like escape from new york and uh, like all the old like canon now is the time to watch escape from new york i think yeah right <laughs> i watched psycho last night relevant. i was like i've never seen psycho i'm just gonna watch I'm just gonna fucking do that classic. More press, yeah. classic go through the backlog do all the backlogs if you can yeah yeah so while we're in quarantine do you guys have any more like spoiler filled uh any any standout scenes or anything like that that you guys want to hit on here as we kind of not, wrap not up specifically i mean like i think all the action's kind of consistently great i'm not sure if there's like too much that really stands out uh, action yeah, wise, I think it's just all very good. Yeah, um, sure. You know, it's a it's a it's a simple story. There's not like a whole yeah ton of things, and there's not like a whole ton of surprises, mm-hmm. right? Right. Either like like it doesn't like go to that point where it's like, oh, you think this is one thing, but boom, this is actually something else. Like no, it's, it stays. It, oh, this is actually like a fucking whatever this is a romantic comedy now like like now that i could like, get no, into it it, you just it get stays a romance in there it mm-hmm. stays it knows exactly what it is and it knows exactly what it wants to do and it's not and it's not trying to be more clever than the audience yeah no certainly not so so like you when you go into this you're gonna get what you expect i think and you're you'll either be like way into it or you know or it's not, not so or it's not for you. Yeah, that's fine. Or it's not for you. And that's yeah. and that's okay. Well, if you're stuck at home, you can and you're you're still listening to this and uh you have not seen it yet, but you're interested. Uh I found it on Amazon Prime video. I think it's like dollars rental. Yep. It's it's, three, all, it's Yeah, it's all like on all the major streaming I think it had services. a pretty limited theatrical release probably. It barely I'd had imagine a so. theatrical. Yeah. Yeah. Release. Yeah. Um and uh, I think this since this is like produced by like Fangoria and a lot of the uh production uh, also like a lot of the production companies that um that like, work with Shutter mm-hmm. were involved with this with this film like Joe Bagos has a pretty good relationship with with Shutter. I think Bliss is definitely on Shutter. I don't his other films might be as well or were at some point. Mm-hmm. So I have a, I have a feeling this will be on shutter like with within the near future yeah probably before long right but i would say it's worth the 6.99 rental and if you've got some time to kill which i'm pretty sure most of you do if you don't have time to kill then start practicing more social distancing for sure Um, wash your hands yeah i mean maybe maybe people's uh remote jobs are are blowing up that's true i just got i just got into it highly recommend that's true and also there are people out there who are Cannot social distance because they're still working in grocery stores or uh, in medical fields, and we very much appreciate people doing that. So thank Agreed. you for that. 
Um, Much respect. Heart, my, my heart goes out to all those people. Absolutely. That. Absolutely. Um, any uh, before we wrap up, boys? Any any other things that you guys are kind of filling your time with besides uh, watching this fine film? Uh, I've been watching Bates Motel with with my lovely girlfriend. Um, that show is goofy, but I like I said, I watched Psycho for the first time yesterday, and that movie is uh, perfect, which I had no doubt that it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, but yeah, I'm watching Bates Motel. It's it's very like serialized, silly TV show. Sure. Sure. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but it's uh, I'm addicted to it because it's it's one of those shows where like every episode ends with a cl- cliffhanger, and then like enough cliffhangers happen where you're just like, I guess I'm watching it. It's gonna get, oh, I shit, guess I'm watching. I guess morning, I'm watching. watching yes, yeah. right. I guess I'm in. Um, and then otherwise playing playing some video games. Jack and I have been on that Warzone grind. Um, playing some Warzone, yeah. Yeah, I want to. I want to get you maybe on the Overwatch grind again. Oh, I'm so ready. We can get that going. I'm yeah, ready. I'm down. Maybe maybe later tonight we'll see. Mm. What about you, Jerry Bear? Uh, well, I just uh, I finished Doom Eternal. Ooh. Uh, the, the the other you have ripped other. and teared. I I ripped and teared, and they ripped and teared me on equal measure. Fair, because it's a, it's a pretty intense game. And yeah. It's pretty pretty relentless, and. Uh, Keeps it keeps your brain going. It keeps your heart rate going. You can't really that's, think that's about it. much else while you're playing that. I've no, also been playing some no, Doom it's Eternal. A, it's it's a very demanding game. Oh and yeah, without like, a doubt. I've I uh, I turned it off yesterday after playing it for a little while because I was trying to do the a couple of the like um, optional encounters, and I just couldn't get it done fast enough. I didn't have a problem. Uh, taking out the demons but you know the ones i'm talking about jeremy the like the 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 option the secret encounters yeah the secret no the ones that you have to like um um like activate the gore nest and then like enemies spawn in you have to kill them within like a time time limit the the secret encounters yeah yeah i just couldn't do it fast enough i don't know you know those mancubi take a lot of a lot of bullets uh well I don't know if we want to spend this podcast the end of this podcast tips and tricks for doing we don't we do into, not going we do into, not. into going into like the deeper strategical uh <clears throat> yeah. goings on of Doom Eternal but maybe I can I can like DM you we'll talk like, offline some... yeah that sounds sure. good um yeah. anything else Jeremy uh no I've been I've been uh working on some stuff I have I have some content to to give to Story Screen which they're which which uh, you guys can can publish stuff that I've uh, I've been I've been working on trying to uh, we stay love content stay, over here it's yeah, like our favorite to, thing yeah we'll yeah. continue to take I'm that trying to me. I'm I'm trying to stay stay creative in this time where I can't really uh, uh, go out and be creative I gotta stay in and be creative but yeah I've just been you know just consuming all kinds of all kinds of content it's a good time to consume. <laughs> It's all we can for do, sure. really. Yep. <laughs> for sure, uh, VF VF. This movie VFW is definitely like the most notable thing mm-hmm. that I from from this year, mm-hmm. at least. What I just I watched. Um, I bought a the Criterion Blu-ray of Brian De Palma's Blowout a while back, and I finally watched that. Great uh, movie with John Travolta, one of John Travolta's best ever performances. Uh, it's the movie that like it's one of Tarantino's favorite movies and it's like, it's the reason why he wanted John Travolta in Pulp Fiction. He's like, he loves uh, blowout so much. Yeah. That's, that's, that's one I definitely 
an older film that I definitely recommend as well. Great uh, political thriller hmm. uh, from Brian De Palma, Blowout. Jeremy, have you seen Portrait of a Lady on Fire yet? I have, yes. Oh, nice. That shit's I, fucking, that was, that shit's that fucking was, good. That was actually the last movie I got to see in the theater before everything shut down. Us too. Well, me too. I don't know about you, Robbie. Uh, I saw. I got. I got to sneak an onward in there before before Story Screen had to close down. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I got. To onward's really that. good as well. That's coming to that's coming to Disney yeah, Plus. Disney soon. Plus. This yeah. week, I saw this that week, I think, at right? um, April second. I think so. Uh, I think April third. Okay. Highly I recommend that, onward. I saw a portrait at um the Jacob Burns. Nice film center. I hope I hope they're doing okay as well. They're doing the uh, the digital screening thing. Yeah, we're all kind of doing that now. As well, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go to uh, com to stream some movies like Baccarat and uh, some other cool flicks because we are we need your dollars yeah. and you get to support us and the movies that we stream yes. now more than now more than ever. <laughs> yes. buy a fucking t-shirt. <laughs> Please buy a fucking t-shirt and also and buy mugs, a mug. Mugs now. Yes. Yes. Buy mugs. a freaking mug. Yes. Well, that's not pretty sick. Neither of you have asked me, but I have been spending most of my time playing. And that's all for today. Thank you so much. Okay, <laughs> there we go. Bye. Yeah. Um, I have been switching back and forth between uh, rewatching Breaking Bad. Which is a phenomenal nice. show. My parents it's are watching Breaking phenomenal. Bad. Fuck, it's so goddamn good. Um, and then playing a lot of Animal Crossing uh, in the in between, which means those things are bleeding into each other. And I am running an illicit, a semi-illicit tarantula um, trafficking ring, um, which I'm then oh. funneling all the bells from that directly into the stock market, um, and then are you potentially um, increasing my bells? Wait, tarantulas are illegal in Animal well, Crossing? So, world? they should okay. be. Yeah, so you can go to like other islands in the game. You you pay some in uh, in-game currency to go to like a a, ra- a randomly generated island uh and you can kind of trick the spawning in the game so it only spawns tarantulas. Um basically just by entirely decimating the local um uh, uh, flora and fauna of the island as it stands. Oh. Jesus fucking Christ! Yeah, you basically leave, you turn it into like a barren rock, and if you do that, uh, tarantulas spawn, um, and then those bad boys go for about eight k bells a pop. Um, so I come back with a a, a pocket full of spiders, offload that onto the nook. <laughs> pocket brothers. full of spiders is my favorite podcast. Pocket full of spiders, <laughs> offload that onto the nook brothers they give me about two hundred and twenty four thousand bells per per trip and then when daisy may comes around on uh sunday morning i just put all that into uh turnips which you can then uh sell depending on the price which changes you put uh, the spiders in the turnips what no no, no. you turn no the he sells the spiders bells. yeah Mm-hmm. You get bells from the it, spiders. Then yeah, you buy turnips, and then, dude, and then you buy turnips from Daisy May, who comes by every. This sun, is this is one hundred and one shit, Jeremy. What do yep. you not get? Yep. And then <laughs> and then you check those turnip prices twice a day, once at noon and once at midnight. And uh, the Nook Brothers offer different prices, so you can uh, you can you can sell the turnips at a at a at a uh, a good margin there. So. Dude, Netflix is gonna like make a documentary about this whole thing. They're gonna call you the Spider King. That's it. That's that's and cool. That's a <laughs> sounds like a cool fucking name, man. That's me, the Spider, Spider King, King or the or the Turnip King. Either's fine. Nice. Right. 
Wow. That's an, that's, a, that's an incredible story. Yeah. Thank you. Anyway, so uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, this has been another Story Screen Presents podcast. As Robbie was saying, we've got some merch, new merch up on the site. We've also got some, some streaming opportunities for you. So please go to storyscreenbeacon.com to check all that stuff out, as well as uh, that content that Jeremy promised. Uh, there'll be some more more creative output on the on the website in the new fu- near future. So keep your eye out for that. Um, you can check us out on Twitter at story underscore screen. And then on Instagram at story underscore screen underscore beacon. I think I got that right, Robbie. Yeah, you, yeah you're good. You're good. Get the socials. We know you're looking at your phone 14 hours a day. So yeah, follow us. us to the list. You know, we put not shit much on else there. you can do. Not yeah. much else you can do. And uh, as always, stay safe out there. Be healthy. Wash your hands. And please uh, practice social distancing, please. And to those who who are still out there working because they are, their job requires it, thank you very much. I'm Jack Kolodzewski. Robbie Anderson. Jeremy Kolodzewski. Be well, everyone. Take care. Peace. Bye-bye. I'm just going to clap one more time. Um, Actually, let me get another beer, and then I'm going to clap one more time, and we can go. Cool. Mm -hmm.